Welcome to Player One on Sin. I am James, and I'm your EP here for the season finale of Player One on Sin. Well, season finale of season two. We'll be taking a short break as we prepare for season three after this episode, but season finale, we've got a few things coming up throughout tonight's show. Obviously, Nintendo Direct suddenly was announced and happened over the last week. We went in to last week's episode thing. Hey, Summer Games Fest seems to be over now. But Nintendo hadn't announced anything, which was sad. But then they announced it and did the event in a course of like two, three days, which uh, very Nintendo. Um, but of course, Season Valley got a bunch of highlight songs that we love to play here on the show. We've also got an interview later on the show with Metro Comic Con, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, But obviously, you might be listening to us live on 90.7 FM, sin.org.au, or maybe you're listening on Twitch at sin underscore FM, or perhaps maybe you've wanted to check out these shows on maybe a not-so-live platform, because obviously all of our shows are available on the podcast platforms, those being Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and we do post some extra content on our socials, Player One Sin, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yeah, we've got a show coming up for you tonight, so I'm not going to dilly-dally, dilly Dilly Dal, Dilly Dally any longer, and I'll just head straight in to our first song of the evening, and that is going to be Verse Say You by James Landino and Nikki Simmons, and that is from the No Straight Roads original soundtrack. This is this is a really great song. It's it's super underrated because you don't hear it that often. So you know, we're here to play it. Right here. On Player One, on Sin. And welcome back to Player One, on Sin. I am James, and in case this is your first time here, and you're not used to how we like to run things, obviously, when we first come into the show, we say hi, we say hello, we give you that courtesy. It's kind of a nice thing to do. But then straight after that, We'd like to give you a bit of a rundown over a what's been happening and what's coming up in a little segment we like to call The New and the News, where we get to talk about the game releases coming up over the next week, as well as the news that's happened over the last week. So diving straight into the news, and there isn't too much because most of the news came from the Nintendo Direct, which we'll be talking about more later in during the show Um, But definitely was a very jam-packed direct full of a lot of Mario stuff. So if you're a Mario fan, this direct was all for you. But other news that we got throughout the last week. Genshin Impact had its 3.8 livestream event where we were shown the first ever official teaser for the new region Fontaine. One of the mechanics that was shown in this teaser trailer was the ability to swim underwater. And what... I'm kind of curious about this 
is that if this will be a region-exclusive ability or they're going to open up the ability to be able to swim anywhere in Teyvat. So I'm definitely curious how that's going to shape out for the rest of, well, 4.0 when that releases. Lego is getting two collabs in the future. Fortnite, which we don't actually have any footage for, um, but it has been revealed by the Epic Games president, um, as well as in the upcoming 2D Sonic game, where you'll be able to play as a 2D... Sorry, as a Lego Sonic. And those are the main headlines we've received over the last week. In terms of the new releases that we got coming up, today, June the 26th, Monday, we got A Little to the Left, Cupboards and Drawers, and Life Space Traveler. Tomorrow, June 27th, the Tuesday, we got Bombing 2, A Graffiti Paradise, Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobed Single Player, Little Friends Puppy Island, Moonshine Inc., Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, and Valtherine Arc Hero Story 2. A lot of sequels coming out Tuesday, although that is kind of fitting. It's the second day of the week, depending on what you defines the first day. I define the first day as Monday. Wednesday, we got Picoe. And Thursday, June 29th, we got AEW Fight Forever, Burn House Lean, Enclave HD, and Mindset. Finally, to wrap up the week on Friday, June 30th, we got Crime O'Clock, Everybody 1-2 Switch. And I was surprised by how quick this was from announcing to when it's coming out. We've only got like one... We've only got like one Twitter post and one trailer. So, very quick and subtle push from there, Nintendo. Interesting to see there. Also on Friday, we got Front Mission First Remake. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which is also a remaster. Goodbye World. Inner Ashes. Master Detective Archives. Raincode. And Ray's Arcade Chronology. Then to start off the month... July 1st on Saturday, we got Stonks 9800, Stock Market Simulator. And then on Sunday, we got Death or Treat, Incessant, Take and Take No Prisoners. And then finally, next week, July 3rd on the Mondays, we got Tales, like the tales you see on animals, not the other type of tales. Tales from Altira, which is interesting. Um... There's no real main... Probably the everybody 1-2 Switch is the... To me, seems like the biggest release of the week. Um, as well as Destroy All Humans 2 getting... I think that's getting ported to some other platforms. and Which is, you know... We always like to see popular games get reported to other consoles. And that's a great sign to see. But now, we could have back into some music. And, you know, we're a video game show. We like to have some video game music. So why not stay... Connected. Connected is the next song you're going to hear. Connected, Yours Forever by Hydelic, which is from the Tetris Effect Connected original soundtrack. Guys, right now, you're listening to Player One and you're on Sin. And welcome back to Player One on Sin. I am James, and I'm joined with Zach. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's been a while since I've been on this good old show. It has. How? When was the last time you were here? 
Uh, two years ago, I would have done Player One. It was the last time I would have done Player One back in 2021, because then I did the Naughty Root Show last year, and now I'm doing Artsman, which, just a quick little plug, you should totally listen to Artsman <laughs> every Saturday from 4pm. Uh, but yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a couple of years since I've done some good old-fashioned gaming talk. Not to say I haven't been playing games, though, because always, always got to be playing you games. Always, you always got something up your sleeve. And, you know, what better segment to ask what you've been up to over the past two years with The Playlist? So, oh my God. in case you're just tuning in, you're like, "What? What's the playlist? What? What is it?" It's pretty much, well, in a usual case, it's what games we've been playing over the last week. But I think in Zach's case, he's been here, he's been missing for a bit longer than a week. So, spill it on me. Give me, give me, give me Every- the dates. Everything from the past. I wouldn't two say years? everything. Oh just give me, like, <laughs> let's just say the last uh, three weeks. Approximately. I'll do the I'll do the highlights. Okay. I'll do the highlights. Give me the highlights. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. I mean, obviously. Um I've actually gotten back into Hyrule Warriors. Specifically, I've I've been playing Definitive Edition, uh Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on Switch. Uh which I kind of got into in a celebration of Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Oh, actually, okay, no, I've been okay. on a real Zelda kick lately, because before that I played Link's Awakening as well. Jeez. The oh, original or the remaster? Kick. The remaster, the remaster. I've played the original. I've got it on 3DS, and it's fine. It's I'm not in love with it, like as in love with it as I feel like a lot of other people are. But it's still a good game. Definitely is. And it's, anything it's else? Good. Anything else there? You obviously on a Zelda uh, on a on a Zelda yeah, train. Yeah, I'm on a Zelda kick at the moment. If you're on a Zelda train, uh, did you play Spirit Tracks? That, come on, uh, come on, Spirit Tracks. It's a good oh, one. It, okay, when it gets remastered, sure. You know how hard it is to track down DS games right now? <laughs> good um, point, good let's point. See. I've been playing... Oh, I, I played through Metroid Dread. That was good. Um, God. I'm just trying to think. Uh, all reliable Smash Brothers. Always playing a bit of Smash Brothers. My friends and I have been playing a lot of Mario Kart, like, but specifically Battle Mode online lately. Oh, okay. Battle um, Mode. I don't know why. We like one of my friends moved to Sydney, uh, and he's he's got a twin brother, so like we hang out, we hung out all the time. Um, but now, like because he's in Sydney, we have to like call a lot more and play online and stuff like that. Uh, and we've just gotten really into playing like Bob on Battle for some reason or whatever it's called, the Bomb Blast, I think it's called. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't work amazingly with less people, but you, you just like the about explosives. it just, just ticks some boxes. It's just the explosives. You yeah, know? you just need that adrenaline like rush from the adrenaline of blowing up just your friends, destroying my friends. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, it just hits different. Literally, I'm trying to think if there's anything other. I'm just looking at my shelf actually. Oh, I played Elden Ring, uh, and I actually finished Elden Ring, which I wasn't really expecting to do. Um, I didn't get as into Elden Ring as I would have liked to, though. I, I can kind of relate to that. Like, I've been playing Elden Ring on and off, um, mainly while I'm while I'm streaming myself. Um, and I don't know. I don't I didn't see the kick of it as it, it was hyped up to be. I feel like it was overhyped for what people gave it credit for. Same with God of War. I, like, I see the a lot of the appeal in Elden Ring. And a, a bit of, like, context for my own, like, personal relation with the Souls series is I've played Bloodborne and I do really like it but I'm also a coward and it scares me. So I struggle to play it at times. Um, Elden Ring didn't... Elden Ring, just something about it just didn't click. It, it clicked in a way where it was like, I can see that this is a fun game, but something just isn't quiet there yet. 
I don't know. It's, it's definitely like the Soul series in general is one that I want to try more, even though I've not fully gotten into any of the games. <laughs> but what, are you, what have you been playing this past week? Oh, I've, I haven't strayed too far from my usuals. Gone a lot of Splatoon, my regulars, as well as Rocket League, Fortnite, um, Roller Champions. I did dabble into a bit of Genshin that I haven't touched in a while, and I also didn't manage to finish off um, Hogwarts Legacy, finally. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been slowly grinding through that, um, although I still have a bunch of side you're, quests. You're, you're really into like the competitive side of like Splatoon, right? Yes. Although Is I'm, I wouldn't... Splatoon ca- big in Australia? No. It's... It's, no, okay. <laughs> it's a niche community. It's... it's, it's I... Oh... I could say in Victoria, like the Victorian Splatoon server um, called Vict Urchins, if you want to check that out, um, it's got around oh, between 100 and 300 members around that. Okay, that's not that's not much. No, it is not at all. <laughs> humble, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Do you know where you also have your own nice humble beginnings? Or a place? Where? In in a playground. Oh my you god. Go oh, to a oh playground. It's where you start. Playground is also the next song that we're going to hear. <gasps> playground by B. Miller, which is from the League of Legends Arcane original soundtrack. Right now, you're on player but one. I need to watch Arcane. <laughs> and you're on sin. And welcome on back to Player One on Sin. The song you just heard was Motion by King Ivy. That song was on the Sweet 16 playlist. You can listen to that every Sunday at 5pm. And before that was Playground by Bay Miller from the League of Legends Arcane original soundtrack. You're on Player One on Sin. And Zach, we've got quite a interesting release coming up for us on Friday. We've got a interesting is definitely the right word. We've we've got a loc. Uh, it's a party game, and in it is something we haven't ever really seen: the possibility to have a local, one hundred player battle royale. Yeah. Now, who is this for? Okay, the game. The game is everybody want to switch for the Nintendo Switch, a sequel to One Two Switch, which was a launch for the for the console, and a launch that didn't really do very well. Like it did fine. Yeah, Nintendo's launch no, for the Switch had what three, four games, which was yeah, but one of them was Breath of the Wild, so like they get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, why is this game? Why does this game exist? Is is my question. <laughs> okay. That's not a question I ask very often, but why this game? I see it's it the, the premise of this game is very interesting. Obviously everybody won two switch. It was it leading up to the initial one two switch, it looked like an alright game. Um but the two main questions about it going into that game was that a, it was a full price game for a game that would normally just be released as a demo bonus content game, whatever, when you bought the Switch. Um, and it wasn't super great. 
No. Like, it, it was, it was well, fun, sure, but, like, half an hour of fun with your family, that's it. <laughs> Didn't have much replay... Yeah. Bil- re- replay... Replay ability. No. It, it was... The minigames were too segmented. There wasn't really a lot to them. They're just... They're gimmicks. Like, it's a one-time, this is a fun thing, and then you kind of forget about it. It doesn't have the staying power of something like the obvious comparison Wii Sports, which, like, you know, yeah, those minigames are pretty simple, but they're still actual games. Yeah, and now, coming up to everybody 1-2 Switch, the promotion of this has been, A, really short. Um, We've gotten Mm. one Twitter post, one trailer... Um, and then it's releasing this Friday. So, which is like the shortest release cycle in a Nintendo game that isn't like an NSO game like Tetris 99 or Mario 99 or something like that. Um, and it's also not a full price game this time. It's like significantly cheaper, but not. It's, it's not still. It's still a price tag. Yeah. But not full price, which is an improvement. I mean, okay. Yeah. Talking about the game itself, the thing that it strikes me as is Nintendo are trying to do a Jackbox party. A Jackbox party pack. Right? Do you get that vibe? Yes, absolutely. The problem is, I don't think Nintendo's going to do very good at making a Jackbox party pack. And Jackbox party pack already exists. All of them, all what, nine of them at this point, I'm pretty sure, are on Switch. Yeah. I know at least one to seven are. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure of all are. of them are. Though. And it's like, people who want those types of games already have what's arguably the best type of that game. I don't think Nintendo is going to do a better job with everybody want to switch. Plus the attractiveness of Jackbox is that you can do it online. This, from what I'm aware, is pure local. Um, yeah, nobody... like. The gimmick of being able to play with 100 people. Who is going to get 100 people in a room and go, hey guys, let's play our Nintendo Switch? Yeah, like, maybe if you have, like, a massive party and, like, you have everyone who just... I don't even know if you even... Even if you're at a party, like, what type of situation would you go, hey, let's pull out a Switch? That's just, like, asking for people to stare at you and question your beliefs. Yeah. Like, what sort of person do you have to be to break that out? And why would this be the go-to game? Like, there's so many other multiplayer games you can play on Switch. And again, you're not going to get 100 people together to play this. That's a gimmick to put... Like, that's something that journalists will report on, right? Like, gaming journalists will go, we got 100 people together to play 1-2-Switch, and this is what happened. And, you know, that, that'll be fine, but... It'll be more fun, to I think, to watch. going to do this. It'd be more fun to watch oh, maybe, than to play. But then you need to have 100 people watching so and then more people. <laughs> it's like, how do you get to that situation? Because you need to have enough people playing for them to make it interesting to watch. Yeah. Hey, if you can play the games online, then I'm sure it'll be fine. But even then, I don't think any of them look incredible. And it's not like it's every single game has a, up to 100 people. It's only some of the games. Yeah. So, like, 
Huh. It's interesting. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see it's, on Friday when it comes out. Yeah. It's very soon. Yes. I I'll probably get it. Um, I don't know if I'll get it on release. I'll get it at some point, and I'll get it physically so I can sell it if it really ends I'm up gonna, not great. I'm not going to buy it digitally. I'm going to wait for reviews on this one. I'm going to wait for reviews. That's you fair. can get it if you want. Uh, you know, I can get it, and that and that's the next song oh that's God. coming up. You can get it. You can get it. Did you know you were doing that, or is that completely? Unintentional. I'm, no, I knew I, I was doing you that. You knew? You knew. Come okay. on. Okay. I've, I've been trained. You've been trained? You've been trained in the ways? Trained. Yeah. Yeah. The ways anyway, of the coming segue. up next. <laughs> coming up next is You Can Get It by Arkells and K-Flay from Forza Horizon 5. Heads up, though. This song has spicy words in it. Indeed it the is. Spiciest words. <laughs> You're on player one on Sin. And the song that you just heard was Brat by Dusty, and before that was You Can Get It by Achilles and K. Flay, which was from the Forza Horizon 5 playlist. If you do want to find all of these songs, you can find that on our YouTube channel at Player One Sin, and there's a playlist of all the songs that you've been hearing throughout today's show, so go check that out. But for now, you have reached the checkpoint. Ding, ding, ding! Zach? Oh, my God. You haven't been here for the checkpoint. Well, when we've oh, dubbed it the checkpoint. I haven't. I haven't. Please, please. What? What is this checkpoint? What have I saved? So, you've, you've saved your progress. You've reached the kind of top of the hour. It's 9.04pm here in the studio. But it means we've reached the halfway point of the show. A few segments down, a few more to go. One hour left. And it means you get to take a break. You take it, get a breather, and we do a lot of plugging. I don't think the audience should take a break. I think they should do work right now, and that work is they should go follow our socials. They... At Player One Sin, Player One SYN, <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. Everywhere. There's so many places you can obviously. You don't, you don't get a break. No. You get, you, get a, you get a side quest. You get, you get a side quest. Yeah, go. Your side quest is side quest one. Go to the socials. SideQuest 2, go to the podcast, Player 1, Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you're maybe on the podcast, we're making your next SideQuest to tune in live or when we come back for Season 3, not next week, because we won't be here next week. And that is a time-sensitive SideQuest. That is very time-sensitive. Um, you can tune in on so many platforms. You can tune in on 90.7 FM, DAB, on sin.org.au, and at Twitch, at sin underscore FM. So many platforms for you to tune in live. And because there's so many platforms, you can also tune in from anywhere in the world. We're no longer limited to just Melbourne anymore. Oh, my God. We have breached containment. <laughs> You can't contain us anymore. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. Then do you know also who who is everywhere? Who? Heroes. Heroes are everywhere. Hero is the next song you're going to hear. And that's by Martin Garrix and GVKE. And that's that's from the Marvel Snap original soundtrack. And you are on player one. You passed the checkpoint. On sin. Ding, ding, ding.
And the song that you just heard was Feel Alive by Kat and Kelmel. And the song before that was Hero by Martin Garrix and JVKE, which was from the Marvel Snap original soundtrack. You're here on Player One on Sin with myself, James, and Zach. And we're here. We're going to talk about a little big thing that kind of happened over the last week that kind of came out of nowhere. The Nintendo Direct. I feel like they kind of just like, hey, Direct's happening in a couple days. Yeah, it just it just suddenly dropped. I was like, okay, uh, yeah. it's here. Um, but it was pretty good. It was good, and it was well, it was a very good direct. If you're a fan of Mario, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. What we got in terms of Mario, so we got a return, so remaster of Super Mario RPG, so a role-playing variant of Mario. We got a classic uh, role-playing variant of Mario. Announcement of a new um, game where Peach is the only playable character. Well, I believe is the only playable character. We got. Um, wave five of the Mario Kart Eight um, Booster Course Pass, which has um, Kamek, Wiggler, and Piranha Plant, or PD Piranha. I think that's their name. Um, we got WarioWare Two. Um, I forgot the actual name of that. Uh, WarioWare Move It, I believe. Oh, WarioWare Move It, um, which is kind of a sequel to Smooth Moves. It looks like at least we got. Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon getting re-released on the Switch, which I'm a huge fan of. I loved Dark Moon. Um, So I'm very keen to get that on the Switch. And, you know, the kind of big one that got announced, um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mm. Yes, I don't know what to make of Mario Wonder at the moment, to be quite honest. I, I can literally tell you my reaction when he of, of it, and I was like, this looks like Mario took drugs. I mean, that's been the running joke, right? Haha, ha, mushrooms. But like... This is on another level. He literally levels transform, the pipes become wiggly, Mario becomes 10 feet tall, like... I, th- it looks very... <laughs> It looks like what I think a lot of people hoped New Super Mario Brothers would become, which it never did. Um, <laughs> True. That being said, I'm not as... I'm not going to say I'm pessimistic about the game, but I definitely don't feel like I'm as optimistic as other people. I it, I feel like it might grow. To me, what throws me off is how different the art style is. Like, I kind of like it, but it's just... It's not what we're used to. So I feel like it's kind of in a similar circumstance to um, Link's Awakening in a sense that the art style is so different, but it kind of grew. I think that's grew. easier with Mario, though. Like, that works for me more than Link's Awakening, at the very least, because the problem I had with the like art style they used for the Link's Awakening remake was because it was a bit too stiff, like the lack of animations on like Link when he was turning and stuff like that. Whereas this is almost the complete opposite. There's so much like expressiveness, almost more expressiveness than I'm used to seeing in Mario, at least in 2D Mario, 
that I do get why it would feel a bit jarring. Well, keep in mind, the last um, 2D Mario game we got was for the Wii U, which was... That would have been nine years ago, around that, nine, ten years ago, we was our last 2D mainline Mario. So... Yeah. It's been a hot minute since we've had a new 2D, 2D Mario. Yeah, and look, it does look good. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it looks bad... I just think, like, I saw a lot of reactions going, like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest Mario game ever. And I'm kind of like, oh, let's wait till we've seen a little bit more of exactly yeah. <laughs> what this game's all about. Like, it's still a 2D Mario game at the end of the day. I'm sure, like, it looks good. I hope it's really, really good. And I do think it has the potential to be that sort of game that people want it to be. I personally don't see it yet. See, the biggest thing that's surprised... Mario becoming an elephant is funny. <laughs> Mario becoming an elephant is funny. Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing that also surprised me is that it's releasing in October, um, which we already have so many games coming out in October is just, it's just insane that there's another game and a triple A game at that coming out in October. There's just, it's a packed month, but like the fact that it's coming also so soon is like, I'm not complaining that it's coming so soon. But, like, I don't think you can drum up too much hype for this sort of game. Again, it's a 2D Mario game. Like, it looks good, but at the end of the day, we know what they're about, unless it's just something radically different. But it does just kind of look like a more stylized version of the older 2D Mario games, which, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just not as optimistic as other people. (laughs) And in terms of the other things... But there was a lot... Yeah, there was a lot in the Direct other than just the Mario stuff. Probably the other really, really big one for a lot of people is Pikmin, Pikmin 4, as well as Pikmin 1 and 2 uh, HD versions, which means the entire Pikmin series is going to be on Switch. Indeed, and Pikmin 4 is releasing next month, July 21st. Some of the other things we also got in the Direct um, was more information about the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, we got a new Dragon Quest Monsters game. Um, we also got confirmation that Sonic um, Superstars is coming to Switch. And oh, the one thing that also really irritated me in this Direct, we, it was the same, the last Nintendo Direct, but the sheer amount of farming simulators that we're getting in these Directs is just insane. I was watching, I was just like, I... another one? There's like at least four. Look, it's, it's a bit much, but... I also do kind of like them, but also Stardew Valley is the best one and it's not been topped yet, so like, uh. Um, we also got um, the Gotham Knight trilogy coming to Switch. Um, great um, Detective Pikachu 2. Um, that confuses me. <laughs> we got pers- um, the Persona, Persona 5. 5 Tactica. Yes. Yeah. Persona Tactica. That I'm yeah? curious about. Well, it's it's coming. We've we already had some information about this from the Game Award. No, not the Game Awards. Um, Summer Game Fest, um, as it already was announced there. Um, same for what else was announced? Um, the Sonic game that was also already announced at the Xbox Showcase event. So that's the thing about this event being at the end is that so many so much information was already released to us during either the PlayStation Showcase. 
the Summer Games Fest or the Xbox Showcase. Like, a lot of these mm. was already there. Like, Just Dance we already knew about. And if Just Dance wasn't coming to Switch, like, that would be weird. Um, yeah, it's Just Dance. We're also getting um, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection is coming to Switch. Um, and those are, like, kind of the main highlights from the Direct. Um, and we've got a... <laughs> I, I was personally hoping for Splatoon 3 DLC information, but um, no, they just told us the Splatfest, which... Sure. It's fine. I can live with that. Oh! Um, Tears of the Kingdom, we also got the reveals of the new Amiibo for Zelda and Ganondorf, which yeah. both of them look sick. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool. I'm definitely going to be picking up at least one of them. I, I can tell you that for certainty. Cause, oh. I saw a lot of people get pretty excited about Vampire Survivors coming to Switch as well. Um, which, I mean, I haven't played Vampire Survivors yet. I kind of want to. It was huge for a while there. I do oh, actually yeah. know. Um, have you played it? No, but I've seen a lot of things about it. Like, I, I've seen how many people have played it like it's it looks simple but yet so many people enjoy it and i'm just like okay i need to try this at some point but my list is already too long <laughs> it's actually it's interesting because i found out when i saw the gameplay i was like wait this looks really familiar and it's because it is directly inspired by a, an android game of all things called magic survival which i have played a lot of and is very fun um but vampire survivors does also look phenomenal there's a lot of great games in there there's a lot of great stuff. We can't go over everything. There's just so much stuff. Yeah, there's there's too much. So, what what we might do in de- instead is just play play a song. Just there's some songs. N- yeah. No, while you're listening to these songs, go and look up the stuff. That's what they can do while they're listening to "Ride or Fry" by Octoplush, and that's from the Splatoon Three original soundtrack. And Zach, where where are people listening to? They're listening to Player One on Sin with myself, Zach, and James. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. I am James, and I'm joined with a a different person on the show, um, who's speaking to us about Metro Comic Con. Hello. Um, what's your name, and, and what do you do here? <laughs> it's Carissa, and I am uh, one of the directors of Metro Comic Con. Awesome! So, Metro Comic Con, we get we get a several few conventions that come around here in Melbourne. Obviously, we get PAX, we get Oz Comic Con, we get the Crunchyroll Expo. Um, what's Metro Comic Con, and like, what is the things that make this type of event different to what all the other events t- kind of bring? Um, one of the things, well, PAX obviously focuses majority of its efforts on uh, gaming and then Crunchyroll as obviously anime. We are going to be crossing four different areas, uh, animation, gaming, publishing, and film and TV. Uh, when we had originally brought an event of this kind to Australia, uh, it was a lot of fun and everybody really enjoyed it. 
And after COVID and everything's a little bit different, we uh, had been asked by multiple vendors and attendees if we would return into the space. So the difference between any other show is that we are just doing Melbourne and it is going to be, I guess a little PAX does this with gaming as well, but for us it'll be a destination event for everybody else in Australia to come to. Uh, We plan to grow it as that specific thing with, you know, amazing activations, great guests, interesting vendors. Uh, We have a, a nice variety and very carefully curated as well. So things that we focus on are, you know, not having 50 people selling the same thing. So there is, you know, multitudes of things to look at. But also we are focusing on artisans and those who do not sell licensed products. So we're really trying to bring the best to the event in that aspect. Yeah, so you mentioned that it's not really an event that, we see elsewhere so it's very much melbourne made or for australia like there's there's not too many events like that it's very kind of local in a sense which is different to here yeah it's a little look we um see many of the events overseas not everything always works in australia as well we have a very unique population who have you know varied interests but there are certainly opportunities to have some bigger guests, um, some unique giveaways that you know usually have not happened in Australia before, because we are a smaller population when it comes to like distribution companies, everything like that. It's um, always a little bit more difficult to roll that sort of stuff out in Australia. So it's something that we're really focusing on to try and achieve. We're looking at bringing, you know comic book guests and then really giving art collectors you know interesting events to enjoy and to increase their art collections it doesn't matter what your specific fandom is there is going to be something there for you and we're just going to keep building on that and building on that each year sounds great now i'm hearing a few things about guest events because obviously conventions um, are the kind of the hub if you want to go and meet some people who you know are in the scene. You get to see them sometimes asking questions. But who who, who can we expect to see at Metro Comic Con? Uh, to be honest, we have a few last things we are hoping to close on, but it's been a very difficult time, obviously, with uh, the Writers Guild of America strike, and on the thirtieth. Should the negotiations not be complete, which unfortunately it's looking like they won't be, uh, SAG will strike. So it's been an interesting ride to just have availability, basically, because people have been rushing to finish projects or they've been pushed back or they're in limbo and they can't make a commitment. That said, we do have some really great fun talent We focused um, a little bit this time on guests that have not been to Australia before or in the case where they have been perhaps once or twice but they have um, had a lot of new and unique uh, roles since that time. So we have um, like Jamie Campbell-Bower who, you know, crosses so many different fandoms 
from uh, Twilight to the Theatre Kids and then obviously uh, as Vecna from Stranger Things. Uh, we just announced Kerry Payton, who is both amazing on screen but also voice talent. Um, King Penguin uh, in Super Mario Brothers, I'm sure it was loved and adored by many, many people. We have some great um, comic talent that hasn't been to Australia before, such as Glenn Fabray, who is probably one of the biggest cover artists out of the UK. Um, amazing runs on Preacher and Hellraiser. Um, so we're focusing on things that, you know, people haven't had the opportunity to see, especially if they aren't able to travel to international events. Yeah, that sounds real great. Now, we'll dive into this a bit more in a, later in the show, but for now, we're just going to head back into another song. We'll be right back here on Player One on Sin. Welcome back, everyone, to Player One on Sin. I'm joined here with Carissa from Metro Comic Con. Now, Carissa, obviously, you're just not I would say a face, but in this case, voice. You you actually have some involvement here with Metro Comic Con. So I wanted to dive a bit more into like, what do you do in terms of helping out with the event and getting this ready? <laughs> I wouldn't say helping out. Um, my husband, my husband and business partner. Um, it's we're basically the ones who spearhead the entire thing. I have been hosting events in Australia for nearly twenty years. Um, we do events usually specifically based around a specific television show or film. And then we branched out uh, into Oz Comic Con. And then once uh, Reed had purchased it and the handover period concluded, uh, it was moved on to a by them to another company as well. Uh, we had some uh, things to focus on. We were actually going to be doing a lot of different things right before COVID, including a few speaking tours um, with some uh, larger uh, named talent from both film and television, directing um, writers and things like that, which we will be doing again later in the year this year as well. Uh, and... Yeah, as I said previously, we had a lot of vendors and attendees asking if we would come back into the space. So once COVID started to fall by the wayside as far as any restrictions, we were able to start looking at the possibility of um, coming back with an event. And I think in Australia, we're very lucky the fact that people are quite accepting of if they would like to wear a mask still, if they don't feel comfortable with certain things, that's, you know, not an issue at all um, because everybody is welcome and, you know, everybody has the ability to access the event, how they deem fit. If they aren't comfortable coming out to mingle, we um, are providing things like absentee packs and uh, there will also be panels that you can have the opportunity to stream after the event. Okay. I'm kind of interested how these online streaming for the panels because that's not something you really hear about in terms of what happens at these types of convention events but like how does that work 
It's been working for quite a bit in the States for different events at the moment. We have always filmed our uh, panels because fantastic, interesting stories come out of it. Um, we used to produce DVDs for the fans as a souvenir from the event because, as I said, sometimes, especially if you have one or two people, um, not one, two or three people, I should say, from the same film or TV show, that play off each other, that have memories of, you know, hilarious stories or really impactful moments that occurred during, you know, the project they were working on. Um, it's something that I think the fans really resonate with and like to be able to keep watching it. So as technology moves ahead, we've been looking at alternatives to allow people to um, access some aspects of the show. As I said as well, you know, we have the absentee packs, uh, which we are also accepting send-in items for. Uh, and, yeah, just moving ahead with that kind of thing because, you know, Australia is a very large country, but we still have quite a small population. And an event in Melbourne is not necessarily accessible for people, you know, elsewhere in the country or in the smaller Pacific nations or New Zealand for that matter because we do get uh, attendees quite a few from New Zealand, but also from um, the Pacific Islands. That's a bit of a distance to travel. It is, but if you love something enough and that's your jam, people do come and have a great time. True. Now, I think I've forgotten to ask like, the, the one, there's, there's one pretty important question that I think needs to be asked. When is this happening? Aha. It is on the 8th and 9th of July, so very, 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 very soon. Two weeks away, in fact. Um, to be honest, it's come up so quickly. These events always do. <laughs> We've been so busy. Uh, we're, you know, you sort of wake up and go, oh, my God, it's in two weeks. Amazing. So we're very much looking forward uh to having a really fun weekend. We have a team that's been with us for a very long time. They love working the shows. They know a lot of the attendees. Uh, we have a lot of regulars um, from, you know, doing this for such a long time. And it's also going to be a lot of catch-up for people who haven't had the opportunity to see each other as much uh, in the past couple of years uh, at the event, which I think is always great. It's the human connection um, that occurs out of these things over shared loves that really makes it a special opportunity to experience, you know, f for those who have pop culture interests. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if people do want to get themselves involved with the event, where's the best place for them to find out more information or purchase tickets? Uh, metrocomicon.com.au is our website, has all the information they need, directs you to where you can purchase tickets and photograph autograph opportunities and any other information for attending the event. And we're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we post uh, on the socials um, frequently with updates and points of interest and about events and vendors and things that are occurring over the show weekend. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Carissa. Thank you for having me. No problem. So... Enjoy Comic-Con in... Sorry, Metro Comic-Con. Do you got to add that little bit one word in front of that? And then, it's, <laughs> and then it's ours. And then it's ours. Yeah, it's uh, 
something that is very easy to not think about sometimes when you just say Comic-Con because there are so many of them around the world now and it's such a uh, iconic phrase. Once you say Comic-Con, people generally understand what you mean straight away, which is wonderful. But, yes, Metro Comic-Con in Melbourne, 8th and 9th of July. Well, thank you, Carissa. And don't forget to check out Metro Comic-Con. But now it's time to get back to the music. The next song that you're going to hear is Now Say Para by Basker and Afterclub, which is from the Rocket League Season 11 playlist. Right now, you are on Player One on Sin. And the song that you just heard was Where My Asians At by Reshma. You're listening to Player One on Sin, and you're joined once again with myself, James. And you can say your name. You're there, right? Zach, hello. I'm pushing the wrong button. That's why. (laughs) I was pushing the wrong button. I go all the way over, and then I push the one next to it, not your mic. The wrong one. Oh no! Oh no! People missed out on my wonderful, wonderful voice. I know it's so terrible. Oh no! No, no. we need to move on. We need to move on. What are we talking about? Well, it's time for the rapid review. I'm going to make this a permanent end of season segment, where pretty much we play games, we talk about the playlist, right? But we don't talk about what we think of the games. We don't really give mm. reviews much these days. So, instead of wasting your time bring, talking about like a whole show about one game or a whole podcast talking about one game going over the good or the bad, let's just give it the rapid review. We'll say the game, Speed. say the review, and then it's done. Rapid review. All right. All right. We got to we got to get into it quick, I guess. All right. Go dive now. Tell me, Zach. Tell me, what are your rapid reviews for the season? All right. Well, I haven't played too much this year, so I'll kick things off. Disco Elysium, 7 out of 10. I played the Switch version. has some performance issues. Really well-written game. Also a game I don't know if I ever really want to play again because it's mildly depressing. Next up, Link's Awakening. Really liked it. 7 out of 10 as well. Uh, could have been better in some areas, could have changed a little bit more from the Game Boy game, but, you know, it's still good. Elden Ring, 8 out of 10. Really did enjoy it, managed to push through it. Uh, definitely had some dropped off towards the end there, but pretty good. Final boss kind of sucks. Tears of the Kingdom, uh, 9 out of 10. I had 8.5 written down, but no, I'll go 9 out of 10. Uh, I would have enjoyed it more if I had more time to play it, uh, but I did, you know, finish it and binged it and all that jazz and loved it. Uh, don't know if I like it more than Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild is probably... It's it's a better game than Breath of the Wild, but I really, really like Breath of the Wild. That's me. That's all I've really got for this season. All right. I got a, I got a little bit longer a list, so I'll just... You talked about Tears of the Kingdom last. I'll talk about it first. Tears of the Kingdom, I'll just give it a flat 10 out of 10. I enjoyed that game to hell and back, and I'm still enjoying it, even though I've been just getting the... All I've got left is to get the side quests, and I'm just still enjoying it. It's, it's a, just a great game. Um, Hogwarts Legacy gave that an 8 out of 10. Started off really great, but then I felt like during the end, it really slowed down the pacing. It just felt a lot more dry to the end of the game. Um, I don't know. Um, Similar aspect for um, 
Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, the main, so 8 out of 10 again, the main downside of this is just how long the story is. Um, I've talked about this for a few episodes, but we've had, there was like a mid-game cutscene that went for over an hour. It's a little bit long for my taste for a mid-game cutscene, but, you know, it was still a good cutscene, but still long. Um, and now for live service games, I've broken this up into two reviews, two numbers. One is the plain review, so if you're going to get the game today, what I'd review it as. And then the second review as as a live service game, so how I think it has gone with updates, keeping it engaging over past its release date. So, starting off with um, Fortnite, gave it a an flat rating, 8 out of 10. As a live service game, it's 9 out of 10, giving constantly releasing new content. Um, and, well, Fortnite set the trend for live service games. On the other side, Roller Champions as a whole game, 10 out of 10. As a live service game, 2 out of 10. Um, they have not really... They started off somewhat strong, but all the content they've added, they've kind of died off it now, but all the content they added just... It was, it was the same old, same old, other than cosmetics. Rocket League, 7 out of 10. As a live service game, 5 out of 10. Main difference between here and Roller Champions is that at least Rocket League, they're just continuously pushing it, but that's obviously probably due to its popularity. Genshin Impact, 8 out of 10. And also as a live service game, 8 out of 10. Um, really setting a different standard for the industry, giving constant story... For a single-player game, just constantly in- increasing the story and increasing the regions. Um, we haven't really ever seen that. Um, although not releasing much in between major regions is kind of makes it a little bit dry. And then finally, Splatoon 3, initial rating or current rating, 9 out of 10 as a live service game, 7 out of 10. Still could do with a few more kits just to provide a bit more variety and to make it a bit more engaging and give us some deals and information, please. And that is the Rapid, rapid Review. review. I really need the to get a sound. Speediest here. reviews this side of the airwaves. <laughs> Indeed. And we're so rapid we're just gonna go back back to the music. Isn't that right? Oh, of course, of course. Coming up, we've got Reflection, the center of the Earth mix by Jukio Kalio, and this is from Celeste B-side soundtrack. I love Celeste music, it's always good. You're listening to Player One here on Sin with Zach and James. And that was I Don't Hear You Anymore by The Money War. If you want to hear more songs like that, you can find that on the Sweet 16 playlist every Sunday at 5pm here on Sin. But we've we've reached a, a sad time here, Zach. We've reached the end of the show. No, we have to say goodbye. I know. And it's not just goodbye for the show, it's goodbye for the season! Oh my god, all good things must come to an end, I guess. Or a short hiatus, in this case. It's not, it's a not week, an end, a week you're break, not gone. A week break. A week break. <laughs> I guess two weeks break if you're a listener. True. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. Get, we get a little bit of time to ourselves. But if you do... Time to actually 
time to actually play some games. I know. <laughs> not just <laughs> yeah, not just talk about it, actually play them. Uh, but if you do want to check out some platforms outside of where you might be listening to us now, you can obviously catch us on all the social media platforms, those being Player One Sin on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And also on YouTube, you can find the complete playlist of all the songs you've heard today. Just head to the YouTube. This is Season 2, Week 10. Um, you can also check out the podcasts of the show. We can listen to previous episodes as well as a bit of bonus content on there. Player One on Omni Ooh, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And obviously, we're live when the season's running every Monday, 8 p.m. on 90.7 FM, DAB, sin.org.au, and at Twitch at sin underscore FM. So you have no excuse not to listen. There is literally no way that you eat can't listen live listen to the podcast we have d- d- a way. don't know where to find it you know where to find it if you if you, like you either have either radio connection or fm connect or internet connection like i don't know unless you're like in the middle of the ocean and even there like fairies still have internet these days like there is literally you, no place no, on earth just- Download the podcast so that even if you have exactly. no reception and you don't have a radio on you, you still have it available. You have to do it. It is. It's a side quest. It's a this side isn't quest. even a side quest. This is a main. It's a main quest. It's the. It's, you, a, sto- it's a story relevant quest. You've exactly. got to do it. You got to do it. You got no excuse. And you know, Zach, it's yeah. it's the end of the season. But you know what that also means? But not forever. No. We'll be back. We will be back. We will be back one day. Now, I thought it was only fitting to get this song playing for the end of the season. It's 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 the outro song that's very... It, 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 it's slightly famous. It's slightly memed upon. Slightly memed upon. We do love our memes here. We do. Let's play the song. And let's say our goodbyes. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Season 2 of Player One. We'll be back in two weeks. But now... Goodbye for now. You get some music. And also, make sure to listen to Art Smitten on Saturday. <laughs> Indeed. This has been Player One. Sneak it in there. Sneak it in there. On <laughs>